0: Aha, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening. So sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host. Hop along, John Cassidy. Well, Mark Larson,
1: thank you you very much and southern california welcome to rod real radio i am indeed your underfish toast hop along john cassidy and it is well it is it's our pleasure to welcome you to another sunday night show and we do have one heck of a show lined up for you tonight i know there's a lot of distractions out there right now but we ask you to sit back relax pour your favorite beverage put your feet up Put the channel changer down uh, or the volume down on whatever it is you're watching, if you're doing that, and get ready for two hours of Rod and Real Radio, and after we're finished then, you can go back to whatever it is that might be on television, and you'll probably see all the exciting end of whatever it is, but uh, let me tell you I, what you have in store for you tonight, if you stay with us on Rod and Reel Radio. We're gonna have Bobby Arms with us. Bobby is a tournament director for the Gale Arms Philip Sousa Lobster uh, Derby coming on up this November 19th. You know, we get a, a you know a lot of people asking. Yeah, I'm just an everyday type of Joe or fisherman. I, I don't uh, go out and fish to tournaments or anything like that. But I sure like to compete in something. You know, even if it's once a year. If you are a recreational lobster hooper then this is the event for you. We'll connect with Bobby Arms and tell you all about the Derby coming on up next Saturday night. And then Gary Mayu is going to be with us. And Jerry is, uh, I can tell you, what what hat might he be wearing tonight? He's uh, one director for the uh, Cabo Tuna Jackpot. He's also tournament director for the Saltwater Bass Series. He's also a lure designer with Clear Choice Lures. Uh We'll probably be talking a little bit about the upcoming saltwater bass series. And I want to find out more about the lures that he's producing right now, the clear choice lures, because they have been the hottest ticket for the tuna bite. And then coming up around six o'clock, you know, we are looking at the calendar and it's still the middle of November. But you know what? There is one heck of a good bluefin tuna bite out there. A lot of the boats are going out there, still catching them over the weekend. We're going to find out what's happening, and Captain Chuck Taft from Sea Adventure 80 Sports Fishing is going to be with us just to give us the inside track. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 90 minutes or so of Raw and Real Radio. But let me go ahead and introduce to you our co-hosts. First of all, my uh, uh, my regular co-host, Wendy Toshihara, she is jetting across the desert somewhere in Arizona. <laughs> and I know she is having a hard time picking up uh, uh, cellular reception, so I'm not sure if we're going to have her on. But when we do connect with her, we will get her on. on. But what? wait a minute. <laughs> hey, there is a voice coming to us from the wilderness. Wendy, is that you? <laughs>
2: I'm uh, stuck in traffic,
1: and I finally got a signal so I could call in. <laughs> oh, Wendy! Well, you know I haven't even introduced Stan yet, but let's go with you just in case we lose you. And I I know you're uh, you're with us now. Uh, uh, you're going to be leaving though next week, I think, on another long-range trip. Are you not?
2: Oh, you know, it's a horrible job, but somebody has to do it. Yes, I am. I will be on the American angler, and I'm scared. After I saw those big fish, I'm scared.
1: Oh, man. Don't don't let, you know, Stan's going to talk about that in a little bit. He went down there, and I think they put a hurt on them, uh, or they tried to, <laughs> but I think some of those fish got revenge, too. So, Wendy Toshihara is with us the other my other co-host, he's with us. You can probably hear him chuckling in the background because he's got a story or two to tell you about his past week adventure. This uh, gentleman is a voice of one 800 Boat, and he is an expert fisherman in both freshwater and saltwater side. He is just back from a long-range trip on the uh, Indy and, and has a couple of stories to tell.
3: It's Stan Vandenberg. Stan, welcome back. Well, thanks. Thanks, John. When uh, and when I, you know, don't worry, because, you know, I, I have my uh, annual, I either run 11 to 14 day trip on the Indian this time of year. This one was 11 day and uh, totally just it. from my side, I told Matt Collin, who is the skipper when he and Brian um, Pfeiffer are the two, two uh, skippers on the Indian. and And when I walked on the boat, I talked to Matt. I said, don't even think about going fishing for a bluefin. I don't want to see another one of those things. Let's turn left. And he goes, that's the greatest thing I wanted to hear. So we had a great adventure. I got to tell you, it was a ton of fun. I don't know how much time we have here, but I can walk you through it a little bit while we got Wendy on here. Because, Wendy, how long is your trip? Ten days. Yes-siree, baby. (laughs) And and Stan, you've got a
1: scant ten minutes. So make sure you put it in a nice
3: ball, okay? We we may need more. But, you know, don't worry because, you know, on our way down, we had, you know, on our trip, it was easy. We had arts and crafts one day, you know, we flew kites. We played with a yo-yo, you know, and it was just fun. So don't worry, Wendy. (laughs) Okay. we turned left and went down across the ridge, found a bunch of small tuna just goofing around, uh, decided we didn't want to put a lot of that on the boat, found some yellowtail that were good size in that 25 to 35 realm, and put a few of those on, on the boat. We didn't find the, the wahoo bite was off. Um, all the boats that have been going down there uh, had not really scored much over the last yeah, basically a couple of weeks before we got on the boat. So we didn't really do a lot of looking around. We we were on our way down all the way to the Jaime, which is about 20 miles offshore from Cabo San Lucas. So you're looking in the windows of the hotels right down there. We made it down there across all these various banks. We didn't troll uh, for the Wahoo and whatever else, but we were really trying to just get down there um, and see what we were going to find. Uh, the the fish were not down there. It was bumpy. Came back uphill and um, we fished the Morgan the last stop before we got to the hummy for nothing. Turned back around we went uh, inside that and went to the potato bank. As we slid back up on the potato bank I was blessed enough to be in the 05 on the qualifier in the wheelhouse with Joe Creasy when we found that mega amount of fish foaming out of the water that Nobody'd ever seen before. Well, when we slid into the potato bank, Matt goes, "Are you getting Look up! Look in front of the boat!" And we had these giants bouncing out of the water that weren't. You looked at them, and you can tell they were big, but you just couldn't tell how big. And as we got in there, we we're going, "Well, nothing under a hundred guys." And the problem was these fish. There were very few little fish. One of the other boats ahead of us had got a 60 pounder, or not ahead of us, behind us after we slid in in the morning sometime. But when we slid into this stuff and started fishing for it, it was all giants. I mean, Wendy, it'll be fun because if they come up and start foaming, I think everything, almost everything was over 300 pounds. Um, Oh my gosh. the The first fish we slid into on the kite Gary Murphy from In-N-Out Burger, <laughs> he was the, the head honcho for In-N-Out, just just retired and great friend. He hangs one in our, it was our rat. It was only 210 pounds. So, but he got it on with a kite rod. The next thing you know, we've got guys hooked up, because they wouldn't eat 130, they would only eat 100 pounds. And the guys that get hooked up and then humdinged and broke off, we had one guy hang one that got lucky, and he was on it for an hour and some change, probably an hour and a half, and he had all the right gear, and he's a talented, talented guy, uh, Justin Carpenter, a young guy that just has a propensity to catch biggins, by the way, and he hung this thing, and we he chased it around the boat, and it, and it actually cooperated, uh, and after about two down, or two hours, they stuck the gaff in it, and it was right at... Three thirty-eight, three forty. Oh so my gosh! That was it. Was just a giant fat fish. Its fins were like brown. It's like they're rubbing in the mud. Instead, of that big lung, you know, their sickles are, are yellow. Way impressive fish. I mean, do not go undergunned until this into this fight. Um, a thirty wide and a fifty can be your friend <laughs> on this one. We bring understand a fifty. <laughs> I'm scared. Well, well, we had a guy. We had a, a guy um, that that hung one. Uh, Nick Ackley hung one on the hunt on one thirty. He was one of the only ones on a Makaira, and it blew the Makaira up. Um, we had another guy standing around. Out there. I was standing next to him, um, and a guy named Andy. I call him Iron Andy, and uh, Andy hung one on a thirty wide with 100 pound and all i i sat there and watched he probably had 650 yards of spectra on there it was a straight 500 yard pull at speed and they're pouring water on the reel it was smoking it was one of the most impressive ones i've ever seen and andy baldwin was sat there looking at me and i'm going hey they're pouring water on the reel and i go your bearings are okay If that's your drag uh, on that 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 plate against the titanium plate, and I go, you're fine, just you got to stop him. But what happened at the <laughs> end, like 500 yards, it broke off. We had 19 hookups and landed three. One got lucky on the on the 100-pound, and he, that was Justin Carpenter's uh, 340. The only other two fish that made on the deck, Gary Murphy, had a 210. And James Felder, a new guy on the trip with us, but uh, he'd been watching the trips and wanted to play, um, he picked off one about 310 on on the kite rig, but those were the only ones. The XL came in behind us. They, want, they got three, all over 300 pounds, by the way, and I don't know how many they hooked up, but it was an impressive, impressive fishery down there that we rolled into and um, uh, thank you Matt Tollin and Brian Pfeiffer And the boys from the Indy We had a great trip We came back up Matt goes I think we're going to go in some place inside Where these guys haven't been for the last few weeks We ran into Wahoo And and had a phenomenal day on the Wahoo We we boated 54 or 56 of them And lost you know how that goes A bunch. I brought my four home <laughs> Lost a few others But great trip on that Ended up with more yellowtail uh, that 25- to 35-pound stuff, some grouper. Uh, and we slid in and got a – we all wanted some yellowfin to bring back because it's been hard to find up here in numbers. So everybody – we had that 12- to 15- up to about 40-pound um, yellowfin. So everybody got a chance to put, you know, 10- to 15 of those into the bag. But uh, all in all, we had a phenomenally fun trip. I think, Wendy, you are going to have a blast Watch the uh, guys that are going down there. Take I would take some pink um, fluorocarbon. Uh, that seemed to be the thing—hundred pound and hundred thirty pound—and it was Seaguar. I think their pink Seaguar fluorocarbon got bit the best uh, of any of the, the tips I can give you. you you're going to be fishing a four or five o uh, hook down there. We caught macro sabiki. If you get a hold of Steve at, at uh, Pro Bromar, he supplied these subikis rigs that we would load the wagon with mackerel every night. And the fish down there, that bigger fish is eating what they call a Chinese sardine. Um, you'll catch some of those. They say they don't work, but I'm, I'm betting that big fish eats them pretty good down there along with the greenback mackerel. So be prepared, but you're going to have a – I can't wait to hear – about the whipping <laughs> to be taken, <laughs> and and the Wahoo. By the way, the Wahoo ate the bomb. Ate the bomb. They they ate the cowbell the best. Um, a purple, purple and silver cowbell. Purple and silver bomb. Um, uh, the orange Halloween one. Um, uh, you know, black and orange, uh, orange right. and black raspberry. and maybe a Dorado color on the cowbell. But I got bit three times straight. Bang, bang, bang on the cowbell. Uh, while we were out there and I handed that rod off to other people, same thing. But that cowbell worked really, really well against everything else out there. So you can get a hold of Daryl at Valley. And, Which uh, cowbell it. were
2: you using?
3: The big one. The big one. Okay. Don't go little, go big. Go big or go home.
2: I, I got the big one. I got it in pink.
3: <laughs> okay, cool. But uh, they were eating the bomb on the green, uh, purple and silver, purple and, you know, and pink. And uh, and the orange and black, so throw the heavy bomb and get ready on that one. They were eating that the best. If you can, you can make a pitch out the, behind the boat when the guys are trolling. You get into the arena, throw it out there, drop it back, lock it in the gear, and hold on. And see if you can get one going that way. Otherwise, you'll you'll figure that out. But um, it was it was nothing but fun. So. Well, Stan, let's find out more about
1: the trip. We'll probably have some time towards the end of the show. And yeah. then also find out about some of the people that supported you with, uh, uh, you know, swag and promotional stuff uh, that just make it a great trip. Wendy, it sounds like, I, I, I'd be afraid. It sounds like, uh, get get that
3: rail ready. <laughs> You're going to have a ball, girl. I can't wait to hear but I'll tune you up no matter what. Uh, hey guys, we're good.
1: We're going to take a break right now. But coming up uh, next, we're going to have Bobby Arms. He is the tournament director for the Gale Arms Phil Souza Memorial Lobster Derby coming on up next Saturday. So stay tuned. There's a lot more Rod and Reel Radio to come after these messages.
4: Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality soft plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than two and a half million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it for me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto Custom bait. Turner's Outdoorsman,
5: California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you, and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs.
3: The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Park's Division of Boating and Waterways.
6: Since being established in 2015, CCA has achieved great success for the entire sport fishing industry in the fight for our right to fish here in California. 2021 brought us plenty of success, but every year brings new battles, and we need your help. One of the best ways to help support CCA Cal is to join us and become a member Because strength is certainly in our numbers. Become a member today by logging on to joincca.org. Membership starts at $35 per year, and that is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing.
7: Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the fishing boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart. Did you know that when you donate blood, you're not only helping others? You're also helping yourself. Donating blood lowers the risk of heart attacks in men by more than 70%. Lowers the risk of developing cancer and helps you maintain a healthy liver. So donate blood to help someone else and to help yourself. If you can't donate, you can still make a difference with the financial gift. It's the best way to give back. Hook, line, and sinker. And for more information and to make a financial donation or an appointment, visit... SanDiegoBloodBank.org That's the SanDiegoBloodBank.org And just to let you know I'm also a blood donor
8: The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure everyone with you puts one on too Save the ones you love A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways (coughs)
1: Well, Stan Vandenberg, Wendy Toshihara, and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Well, as I was saying earlier, a lot of times we get people walking into the store or we see them in front of the Outboard Boating Club, and uh, uh, they uh, are recreational lobster hoopers, and they, they want to know if there's any events that are coming on up where maybe they can enter a tournament and show their skills and just have some fun going out and hooping lobsters and one of those events is coming on up it'll be happening this saturday november the 19th it's the Gale arms uh phil uh souza memorial lobster tournament and we have the tournament director and the organizer for that event with us right now mr bobby arms bobby welcome to the show well john thank you for having me hey it is great you know uh First of all, let's just start up quickly. The Gale Arms, the Philip Sousa Memorial. Tell tell us a little bit about these people and maybe give us a little background for the lobster tournament.
9: All right. Great. I will. Thank you for that opportunity. Well, Gale was my wife. Uh, At the time, we owned the boat club, which the reason why I initially joined the boat club was because I had my eyes set on doing a lobster tournament somewhere, somehow, and then the outboard boating San Diego provided the perfect uh, venue for that. So I ended up through Jim Brown. He introduced me, and we went from there, and I became a member. And, and then that was, like I said, you know, a great place to do these tournaments, and I didn't waste any time. I, 2006, when, we, when I became a member, we put it together. Jim helped me, you know, start that, initiate all that. And anyway, with that said, next thing you know, we have a little lobster tournament, which – incidentally we researched and found that there was no other tournament lobster tournament anywhere in the United States. So that meant a lot to me. I want to be the first. (laughs) So so we did, we were the first, uh, recognized, organized, whatever you want to call it, but, um, you know, lobster tournament and it was a success. We had a great time. And then we've carried it on for all these years and minus the COVID years, the two years, you know, obviously. And then, and then right after the COVID years, um, um, oh, and first of all, let me also say, Gail backed me up 100%. My wife, she was right there for me in every aspect of this whole thing, you know, I mean, just encouraged me. And then she unfortunately got ill and passed away, uh, got from cancer, as I think most people that know me know that. And uh, and I just wanted to always, uh, m- m- you know, she didn't want me to stop the tournament. I mean, you know, she wanted me to continue doing this. So I said, okay, you know, and I just thought it would be great to, Make it a memorial. And that's what it has been for. I don't know, she passed away in 2008. So ever since then, it's been a memorial. And then two years ago, uh, or a year and a half, whatever it was, I don't remember exactly, but I'm on a job site up in Palais and here I hear this voice behind me, this guy behind me, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mario Zuza says, hey, are you Bobby Arms? And uh, I'm like, wow, maybe I shouldn't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> He has that voice. I love it. Anyway, so I I say, yeah, okay. I turn around. It was uh, Mario, and he says, you know, and I've had Mario's. uh, His, you know, his family, uh, uh, Philip, his brother Philip, and Tony, his brother Tony. They're good friends, my close friends. My Philip unfortunately passed away right after my wife did, and so Philip. I mean, excuse me. Mario asked me, Bobby. I've been wanting to ask you for a couple years, but would you, would you uh, mind if I? Joined you and, and and make this tournament lobster tournament uh, with uh, Philip Azusa in mind for memorial and I said hey by all means and you know something it was one of the best moves I've made since doing all these years of lobster tournaments and he's just come in <laughs> Mario is something else man he he's a great partner to have you know and uh, he's went out and got all these sponsors you know just I mean rounded them up and they donated so much you know the for the cause and um, I can't even we, if we had a maybe an hour I could go through the list of all the you know people that are sponsored and donated and but we don't need to do all that. It's all out there. It's enough flyers. And, uh, but we have a great, a great turnout last year, the biggest, that's because of Mario. He got out over 60, I think it was around 60 people that entered the, the contest and uh, great turnout. You know, every year this time there's a great turnout because of the crawl. We usually pick, pick we, we targeted a, a, a tide, you know, and, uh, and, and the, the moon and the stars and all that, you know, all that, and, and we still get it wrong, but but that's what we do. So, anyway,
10: all right. So. Well, Bobby, anyway. l-
9: let's
1: let's talk a little bit about the particulars about this event. First of all, uh, we're talking about it happening Saturday, November the nineteenth. Uh, what's the start time? And uh, give us some of the details on what people should know about uh, what to bring and. Entry fees and all this neat type of stuff.
9: All right. That's, I'm going to be there around 2, but check-in is at 3 o'clock. You know, you want to come in and pay. And unfortunately, we're not set up to take Venmo or any other source of finances, but it has to be cash or check, you know. But anyway, cash is king still. And it's $30 for the entry fee, which is in this day and age with this inflation, that's peanuts. Uh, but anyway, with that said, so uh deal like last year, same thing, uh, $30 per person for the hoop netters, and it's hoop netting only, no divers, but, uh, and it starts at 3. The check-in time, the, I mean, excuse me, uh, the uh, end time, uh, that means the weigh-in is at 10 p.m., and Mr. Cassidy, as you know, you're my uh, weigh master, you will, you will uh, run that show pretty strict for us and keep it in order, but, yeah, 10 p.m. is the weigh-in, so from 3 to 10, and there's food all in between from the beginning to the end, lots of food and drink that's offered up that comes along with this entry fee, and then there's um, there's all kinds of stuff like blind bogeys, jackpots, and first, second, and third place, you know, uh, finishers, and, and and then you know everybody gets um, not everybody, excuse me, but the majority usually get a, a win, some kind of prize in the raffle because it's just uh, it's a big, large giveaway, you know. And then, um, but it's fun because we enjoy doing this, and we have great sponsors that help us. And, but uh, that's uh, yeah, that's about it. And you know, as far as the starting. Times free, and you know, if anybody wants to just pop in without letting us know at the last minute—that's okay too. No RSVP is required. We just take a chance, and we've never ran out of food or, or gifts, you know. And uh, so it's just a it's just a fun free for all, you know.
1: Well, Bobby, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the location. Where do people check in, and uh, where can they fish? Where, you know, their boundaries or anything like that.
9: Yeah, there's boundaries out to about Jetty, uh, the end of the Jetty, uh, and Zen Jetty. And then um, we come on into anywhere inside the bay you want to go. You know, where it's uh, inside. I wouldn't hang around the uh, military installations that are off limits still. I don't know exactly what's what's off limits out there, but I think, you know, everybody else knows. So, yeah, go out there and drop your nets inside the bay. It's not outside, and it's not around Mission Bay, or, it's, you know, it's got to be right there, and the Jetty on the inside. And then, uh, yeah. So, um, what was that other question, John?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a good sign, Bobby. If you get shot at, you're probably uh, too close to uh, uh, the other side of the boundary there in in any of the military installations. But, you know, (laughs) you're going to be signing
9: up people. You're taking the chance of losing nets. And if anybody wants to laugh at something, I've lost a few, a few times. And I felt guilty, but I didn't have to go before a judge. I got them back. I was just told to quit being a bad boy and quit dropping my nets in those zones where the they're training dolphins or they're this and that, you know? And, uh, so we've, we've, we fractured the law slightly, you know, in the past on dropping nets. But, uh, usually if we cooperate with the, authorities, uh, authority, they, they're all right with, you know, just directing us into another, especially in the channel, you know, sometimes people want to get inside that channel where the lobsters a lot of times hang out and yet you can't be in that channel. You got to be on one side of the red or the green, you know? And, uh, yeah. And that's as far as I'm going to tell you. As far as where to go, I can you know I can tell you some good spots, but uh, um, I'd be in trouble with everybody if I said that. So. Well,
1: that's Bobby, let's remind people that uh, the sign-up location is going to be at the Outboard Boating yeah. Club, and it's the facility mm-hmm. that's right at the base of the Shelter Island launch ramp. There's uh, plenty of parking there, and as you said. You can start signing up at uh, 3 p.m., but we've had people come in as late as 5, 6 p.m. and sign up. Uh, but you have to be inside the marina at 10 p.m., and then uh, we'll definitely have the weigh-in up there at the clubhouse because I think the weigh-in is the funnest part of the whole thing, everyone going up there and oohing and eyeing at all the lobsters that come in and, and, yeah. and making fun of uh, – just each other, and everyone just seems yeah. to have a great time.
9: Yeah, it's almost it's the culmination of the whole thing, you know, and then uh, introducing the winners and and, and, and you know, all that. But, no, it's all right, let me throw all right. Uh, 2210 uh, Shelf Island Drive is the official address for the site, 2210 Shelf Island Drive. Or you can go online and Google us and check us out. You know, we're Outward Boarding Club of San Diego. And we're a well-known secret, um, you know, but then everybody covets our spot, you know, that, you know, wants to do what they do, you know, in the fishing and, you know, business and uh, kind all of right, recreationally. Recreational. So
1: we want to remind people that the entry fee is $30 per team, but there are options. There is what we call the uh, blind bogey, and that's another $10 mm-hmm. per person. And what that is, is uh, we draw a random weight and uh, the weight that comes closest for uh, a person's uh, limit of lobsters that they bring to the, uh, uh, the scale uh, they win that pool. And then there's also obviously a big lobster jackpot and Mm -hmm. Bobby, to the best of your knowledge, what's the largest lobster that's come in during one of the, one of the events?
9: I believe it was, uh, I call him young gun. Um, Mikey Morell, and he's excited about it. I saw him last night after launching he did well lunch, uh, with the lobsters. Him and his girlfriend did real well last night. They got limits. Um I was out passing flyers out at the um, launch ramp at the uh. anyway, uh he he won that one last year with I believe it was wasn't it wasn't at nine pounds? John. I don't have it in front of me what the I should have it. I you know it was a nine pounder. But there's a picture in the um on our flyer that we're putting up of him holding that big lobster, but, uh, he, yeah, he won the big, unfortunately for him, he didn't win the, uh, the first or second, uh, you know, the first, second or third prize, but he did get that, uh, that big jackpot. And then the blind bogies always fun, man. I mean, that's a, a totally, you know, random, you know, and, and, you know, it's a good, a good shot the percentage is good that you can win some good money there, you know? On the,
2: so, uh, a, do you guys have a, a raffle that, if somebody wanted to come and not participate in the lobster derby, could they just come and participate in the raffle?
9: Yes, ma'am. Good question. You know what? Thirty dollars will get you. A <laughs> <coughs> thirty dollars will get you most likely something much more than thirty dollars, especially with the food that we're putting out there and water and you know and all right with that and then the, the prizes. Most likely, you're going to win. Something that's valued at a lot more than thirty dollars. So that's always, you know. And and you know what? All the money goes right back uh, to the uh, contestants. Not a penny of it is. We're not a fundraiser, and we're not, you know. And that's what's fun about that too. We're not a fundraiser.
1: You know, just wanted people to know that if you come as a visitor, uh, the food is no charge and everything like that. So a lot of fun. And Wendy, I think to answer your question, the raffle is. Is, uh normally just been for the participants, but, you know, who knows? Uh, I'll talk to Bobby, and maybe we can make some type of an exception there. But as Bobby also mentioned, this is a 100% payback. So no matter how many people we have in the event, it's going to pay back 60% of the entire pool for first place, 30% for second place, 10% for third place 100 percent payback in the blind bogey and the jackpot that's happening again this saturday night at the outboard boating club check-in time is 3 p.m 30 dollars per person bobby i can't tell you your dedication to running this thing has been incredible the amount of work that you and mario do to put it together and then to pay back everything just to do it out of uh uh, you know, your, your generosity and just wanting to give back to the community. I just can't thank you enough. It's a, it's a great event. Let me say, John, real quick. I have a feeling
9: that I'm certain of this. If it wasn't for, especially uh memorial, but if it wasn't for a memorial, I would have done quit. I and quit meaning I would have lost interest maybe of some sort, you know, it's fun, but, but when Gail passed, and she asked me to continue. it. That's all. it That was right there. It was all it took with me to continue, no matter what. You know, um, to, to represent. You know, I mean, you know, to put because her family's there with me. And they support me. My family and her, and they all love Yale. And then Philip and I. Philip was a great guy. My goodness, if y'all, you know, for those who didn't don't know him, any of your listeners that don't know him, that's uh, your loss. I mean, the guy is an excellent guy. You know, personality, everything. But anyway, so we're we're more than happy to to. to um, to recognize them every year as long as we can as uh, people we love and care for, and that's really the motivation behind this. I know it is with uh, Mario. I know it is because he loved his brother Philip. You know, so I'm just saying that. And so come on out and reap the harvest of our generosity and our our good time with this ter- uh, this tournament. That we we're getting better at it every year, uh, John. You know, we we kind of figure out little things that we should have done better last year, and then we kind of put it on the pin it on the board and Figured it out you know so mario he's a great board.
1: partner you know? it's a casual fun event this is the gale arms philip souza memorial lobster derby it's going to be november the 19th at the outboard boating club starts at 3 p.m 30 dollars entry fee per person 100 payback uh come on down all kinds of food and prizes to be had so bobby i can't thank you enough for being with us uh we look forward to seeing you next saturday night
9: and I look forward to seeing you, John, um, and uh, we couldn't do this without you, probably. Well, anyway, you've been a great way, Master. Let me just put it that way, for years. And also, thank you for the plug. We really appreciate it.
1: Bobby, thank you very much. Again, we'll see you there Saturday night. Hope you see a lot of our listeners there, too. Hey, we're going to take a break up. right now, yeah. but coming up next, we're going to have Jerry Mayhew with us. He's going to be with us. Tell us a little bit about the Saltwater Bass Series and a line of lords that he's now producing clear choice lures. so stay tuned jerry stay and wendy and i will be back after these messages
11: hi this is jim trelicas Whether you're an avid angler or custom rod builder like me, you need to team up with the leading innovator in rod building related products, Batson Enterprises. From rain shadow rod blanks, engineered by anglers for anglers, to quality rod components supplied by Alps and Forecast, Batson Enterprises will enhance the quality of your fishing and rod building experience. Batson Enterprises for many years has excelled in incorporating rod building technologies and techniques into every product sold, owner built. Batson has assembled one of the finest group of in-house professionals to assist you with your every rod building question or need. So take it from me, Jim Trelikas, when my customer's expectation is for me to build them the finest fishing rod their money can buy, I turn to Batson Enterprises for the best rod components my money can buy.
1: Hi. This is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We've put together a staff of experts that'll help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all the major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands & Charters. Lands & Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to lensandcharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an
12: action-packed Cabo fishing experience. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419. Or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419. Or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com.
1: Run Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes. Now with BajaBound.com's easy to use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember, use BajaBound.com.
0: It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality
6: guaranteed. Rod and Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available. Or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at rodandrealradio.com slash archives and click the subscribe button to get started listening now.
3: A little bit about the tuna jackpot.
1: Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Well, our guest this uh, segment doesn't let any moss grow on his north side. He was (laughs) assisting in the Cabo Tuna jackpot here just uh, last week. He was up at Accurate Fishing for their open house, uh, displaying his uh, uh, clear choice lures. We want to talk about that. He's also tournament director for the saltwater bass series, which is uh, coming on up Uh, it's one of the most successful saltwater fishing series, I think, here in Southern California, and he's also a professional guide, so uh, every once in a while, he tries to grab a little bit of sleep, but we got him right now. It's Jerry Mayhew. Jerry, welcome to Rod Reel Radio. Hey, good evening, everybody. Oh, that's great. Hey, Jerry, just quickly, uh, we had talked about it last week, but Stan wasn't here.
3: Stan, you've got a question for Jerry. Yeah, because I was on the water while the jackpot was being done, and I wanted to hear a little bit about your sides, Jerry, and I could tell you a little bit about what I knew beforehand. I know the it, we had a little weather on the way down, but what happened in the jackpot?
13: Well... Well, first of all, I, I got to correct, John, I didn't just assist. I am the tournament director for the Cabo Tuna Jackpot. And let me tell you, fortunate for me, I got to take over for Pat McDonald and realized how much work is involved in running that event. Uh, it is absolutely crazy, um, you know, all the ins and outs of, of running that event and making it a, a good event in the end. But, yeah, we had some weather come in. A lot of teams were concerned about the wind. We had some wind. Um, I had gotten to fish before that wind came in, in Cabo. We actually, uh, caught some striped marlin. We put a 250 pound blue marlin in the boat, Dorado. Heard some weird stories about Wahoo being catchable, but you really, there were, you really had to have a stealth deal. Thin wire, far back, trolling fast. Um, you know, you always hear these things. I was down there for the Bisbee's the week before our event. Um, so I really got a good feel on what was going on, uh, at the time. And, uh, yeah, that wind was going to be a little bit of a it was going to be a little bit of a hamper. We, had, like I said, we had some teams that were asking, "Hey, are you going to postpone the event?" Uh, no way, we're we're going. You know, um, so a lot of the stuff up toward the Gordo Bank was nice and calm. Uh, once you got thirty miles out, it was blowing. We heard reports of, of guys in some of the bigger boats going, "Holy cow, this is it's windy." So, but yeah, all in all, it was a great event. Um, I believe we uh, we surpassed last year's one point four million dollar payout. We we were sitting at $1.533 million this year, even though we had a couple boats less, which I was a little bit surprised. I think maybe the wind, I know a couple teams backed out because of that wind forecast uh, in the last couple of days, few days. So, But uh, the fishing was actually pretty good, I think, overall, uh, compared to last year. We weighed way more fish this year than we did last year.
1: You know, Jerry... COVID had, uh, you know, affected a lot of events, including the Cabo tuna jackpot. It was scaled down. You couldn't do this and everything like that. Consensus of opinion, though, did people think it was like old times again?
13: You know, yeah. As far as what was going on, you know, on the Malecon, at the hotels, at the restaurants, it was pretty much wide open. Uh, there, was, uh, there was no indication. Yeah, there's a couple people coming in on cruise ships wearing masks. But other than that... Uh, You know, the town of Cabo itself is 100% green as far as COVID and uh, business as usual. And it was booming. I know one day they had an 8,000 passenger offload the cruise ships. Uh, One day they had four cruise ships uh, offload. Um, Cabo is seeing more cruise ships arriving daily and by daily than they've almost ever seen. They're seeing record numbers of people coming in. So... COVID's behind us, it's behind Cabo, and, uh, it's, it's full speed ahead in Cabo. It's, it's wonderful.
3: You know, I was down there, I was down there a couple of weeks before you were down there, Jerry, and, uh, doing a little homework for my trip, actually, why Because I was on eleven day, I just got back Saturday, and, and we were, we always kind of follow you guys, uh, as far as the tuna jackpot on our trip, because it's the first week in November, basically, that we go, um. And that fish, that tuna was around the corner before the wind started happening. And I know guys that had caught fish up to 240, that tuna up to 240 just above the lighthouse offshore. Okay. And I thought it was moving right. up, up the beach. And I expected, you know, except for the wind event, because we got down there with the big boat. We were on the Indy, and uh, we turned and had to go back uphill against that stuff. And it was blown over the top of the wheelhouse, so <laughs> I didn't expect it. Right? We we didn't see any. We didn't see any small boats out there, by the way. <laughs> none of none of the yachts wanted yeah. to be on that side. So I yeah. was just curious about, you know, how that went for you guys. I know it was t- going to be tough if you were on the Pacific side. It would have been a man's man. that wanted to play out in that arena, and that fish had yeah. moved all the way up, just so you know, to the to, to the potato. So it kind of that's where all we just got back in everything was over 300 pounds by the way.
13: Wow. So, you know, we did impose a 50 mile boundary this year, which basically contained the bottom end of the finger bank up, up the beach, up the coast, up the Pacific side, but, uh, cut off the top end of the finger bank. I think maybe next year we're going to lift the boundaries or extend it to 55 or 60 miles. Um, you know, I know boats, you know, we interviewed people. Um, during the start on the start boat, we saw maybe a third of the boats run up the beach on the Pacific side, two-thirds there were set up below us at the shotgun start. And talk about an awesome start. Uh, if people have never so? been on that Costa uh, um, start boat, uh, the Cabo Escape start boat, in the morning, it is an unbelievable sight to see these boats take off. Um, we're talking, you know, 60- to 80-foot, you know, Super yachts, you know, sport fishers, literally throttle down and just flying. Um, it's awesome, but I'd say two thirds of the boat ran up, you know, the inside toward the gordo and stuff. And people had caught fish on both sides, but I think yep. most of the field, both days, fished up on the Cortez side. Uh, it's that's what what I gathered. So,
3: but yeah, it was it was a little nasty on the Pacific side. Yeah, it was, but it, but not, nonetheless, I was pulling for you, bud. <laughs> I wanted to hear. You, I wanted to hear you did good. I was hoping because we, we were trying to get the report on the Indians. We're on the way down. I go. I know the guy that runs the doggone thing, and I'm hoping that he gets some really good ones here. It, but it was it it got sloppier and sloppier out there. I'm going, man. This is going to be a toughie. So yeah, well, good job anyhow, yeah.
13: bud. I had heard, you know, guys were on fish out there. They were seeing those, you know, those cows. Um, they were seeing them out there, but getting them to go was a whole different story, and then we had yep. that win. So I think that just kind of changed everything. Um, it did. And even if they'd made it out there, boy, I, I bet you it was tough to even, you know, well, try what they were trying before because that win's no fun. Well, let's uh, talk
3: about baits.
13: <laughs> well, Jerry, you
1: had yeah. big shoes to fill with Pat McDonald, uh, you know, being the director of that thing for uh, 20 years and uh, trying to fill in for literally a legend over there, uh, congratulations on, uh, you know, the job you did. I, I bet you when you said, sure, I'll, I'll help run it, you probably had no idea until you got there, you went, holy Christopher, and you probably appreciated the job that Pat had did, uh, done over the past 20 years.
13: I tell you what, he laid he laid the groundwork, you know, with Kid and 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 the other boys, you know, over the years. And uh, yeah, I I knew it was going to be a tough task, um, but I didn't quite expect how much was involved. Uh, I've gotten to meet all the dignitaries, all the important people in Cabo, working with everybody, our staff, our general manager. I don't work for Western Outdoor News; they contract me to run the event. But I'll tell you. Uh, You know, you got Brad Ventile, he's the general manager uh, over at Western Outdoor News. Lori Twilliger uh, was there, you know, the owner of Western Outdoor News, um, which was really cool. She got to experience it. That was her first time she'd ever been down for the event, and we went on, you know, 24 years. Um, I will say Billy Egan, you know, he runs all the freshwater events. I had lost my voice by Thursday night. I was there for two (laughs) weeks, and I literally could barely talk. Friday night uh, Billy MC'd our Friday night um, cocktail and karaoke party at Maria Corona's. Uh, he also <laughs> MC'd the entire banquet on Saturday night. I literally could not speak anymore. I was done. Um, it's exhausting. Pat warned me of it. You got to pace yourself. I tried, <laughs> but it you know, it got me in the it end. Was, it was, it was, it was, it's brutal. It is a brutal yeah. thing to do, but uh, super fun. And without all the staff, um, it couldn't be done. Our, our friends down there and the, our vendors and all the people that we work with, uh, our, our interpreters, uh, that are right on my side the whole time. It's, it's crazy. I, you know, you think you, you let the boats go out and I get to go take a nap. No way. I have to hang on the radio for boats having motor issues. They need to do a boat swap. I need to run out on the dock and do a boat inspection, make sure the name change of the vessel is correct. And it, it's crazy because, uh, like Pat told me, he goes, "Be be ready and pace yourself." And uh, it's as fun as it is. It's it's brutal. It's it's a lot of work. <laughs> you know,
3: I I, I bet I'm, you I'm you. Grateful, were just...
13: I'm grateful I get to be the guy that got to replace him.
3: You know, at the same time. I think you're just making a, an excuse <laughs> to let uh, <laughs> Billy run the run the thing on Friday night at, while you were eating the cheese fondue at Marina Coronas. <laughs> oh, you know what I.
13: Don't think for a second I wasn't having fun while Billy was up on stage. Him. <laughs> you know, he's an awesome MC. He's great. He's a great tournament director. Uh, you know, he assists, uh, you know, with the event. And, and uh, my job is to make sure logistically everything is in place and everything gets, you know, done on time and is ready to go to, you know, create a smooth run event. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I mean, I would never take any bit of – you know, the credit, it, it takes a full team. Um, you know, I hear Bisbee's has, you know, 20, 28 people filling backpacks. We had six people filling 800 backpacks. Um, we work really, really hard, our team, and I, I think every single one of them. Uh, you know, we have people that come down from La Paz and uh, people from Central California, uh, Callie and, and her sister Caitlin and, you know, uh, Callie's husband, Kurt. And, like I said, we we had the staff. We had Lori and her sister Debbie uh you know, down this year and, and the entire staff was there and it was, it was wonderful. We needed everybody. So well, then, you know, no, looking forward to, looking forward back to back next before. year, I'll tell you what already. Yeah.
1: When, it, <laughs> when all was said and done did, uh, was the general consensus of opinion. Let's do this again next year.
13: I'm all over it. I'm, um, <laughs> you know, I hope I get that opportunity again. I'll, I'll do it for the next 20 years or as long as I can. I, I understand. And I, I see what, you know, Pat would go through uh, every year. He wrote this thing called the, the the Bible for this event, and I still read through it and remind myself of you know all the things involved. But uh, I'm uh, I'm actually heading to Kona Tuesday, and um, I'm considering running a similar event uh, in Kona here next year too. Um, so well, let's should... let's see what happens. They they have all billfish tournaments out there. I think one involves. Some tuna, but uh, and they also have the wee guys event every year in June, um, which is twenty-three foot boat or smaller. But nobody really does anything kind of like uh, what I want to do. So, let's see what happens. I'm uh, no, they I, couldn't pick a better guy. Stuff, So, hey,
1: hey, Jerry, we've run out of time in this segment. But can we uh, can we ask or impose upon you? We're going to have Captain Chuck Taft on. Uh, next and we'll go to about six thirty. can we give you a call after our interview with chuck taft and uh, ask you to come back for the end of the show And we can talk about saltwater bass series and uh, the uh, the clear choice lures and all the other things that you're doing
13: sounds good to me buddy i'll be standing by the phone
1: all right Perfect. so uh, I'll, I'll send that information over to uh israel our uh, engineer and uh uh, this was just fun stuff that, uh, you know, we, we heard a lot from Cobble Greg last week on the results of the uh, Cobble Tuna Jackpots. Good hearing it, though, from the tournament director himself. So, Jerry, we'll give you a call after we finish up with Chuck Taft, okay?
13: Sounds great, guys. I'll talk to you in a bit. All right. Hey, Stan,
1: Whitney, and I, we're going to take a break right now, but as I mentioned, owner-operator of Sea Adventure 80 Sports Fishing, captain chuck taft he's going to be with us we're going to talk a little bit about what's currently happening off our southern california waters so stay tuned we'll be back after these messages
5: turners Outdoorsman, california's number one fishing hunting and shooting sports retailer now has 28 locations Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner's store near you, and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs.
6: Since being established in 2015, CCA has achieved great success for the entire sport fishing industry in the fight for our right to fish here in California. 2021 brought us plenty of success, but every year brings new battles, and we need your help. One of the best ways to help support CCA Cal is to join us and become a member, because strength is certainly in our numbers. Become a member today by logging on to joincca.org. Membership starts at $35 per year, and that is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing.
4: Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea. Then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality soft plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than 2.5 million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers, for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait. Hey,
3: bass fishermen. who do you call for your bass boat insurance? And if you're not calling me at one 800 bass boat for your boat insurance you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974 I developed the Bass Boat Program. It is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, 7262, or just spell Bass Boat. 1 800 Bass Boat. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1 800 Bass Boat, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1 800BassBoat.com.
7: Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the sports boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart the San Diego Blood Bank. Fishing for a way to make a difference in your community? Consider donating blood or making a financial donation to the San Diego Blood Bank. Your gift will impact medical research, revolutionize how we improve health and treat disease, and most importantly, give the gift of life. But we can't do it without you or without your help. Visit SanDiegoBloodBank.org to make an appointment or to give a financial donation today. It's the best way to give back. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat,
8: please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: Wendy Toshahara, Stan Vandenberg, and I—we want to welcome you back to the second hour of Rod Reel Radio. Well, you know, as we come to the end of 2022, we kind of look back at what sports fishing off our San Diego landings was like in the past years, and it seems like we have been blessed with some great fishing, maybe even fishing for the record books. So. Let's uh, kind of get an idea of what's happened in 2022, and uh, even though we're not over it yet, there's still fish out there. We got owner-operator of Sea Adventure 80 Sports Fishing. They run the Legend, Excalibur, and Jig Strike out of H&M Landing. It's Captain Chuck Taft. Captain Chuck, welcome to the show. Hey, how is everybody tonight? we so, far, so good. We're doing good, Stan. Got- just Stan's just back from a trip. Wendy is ready to go on out uh, uh, this uh, next week, and uh, uh, I'm just sitting here watching the radio show. So uh, we're all doing good, though. but the big question is, how is sports fishing off or offshore right now? Uh, do we still have fish out there, or, or is it slowly beginning to wind down, Captain Chuck?
10: Well, I don't know how you can define slowly winding down. Stephen yes. ran two trips this week in, on The Legend, and the first trip was a two-and-a-half day. He came in with 62 bluefin. He just came in this morning with 26 bluefin, uh, fish ranging from 40 to 120 pounds. We were out uh, last weekend, and we only ended up, I believe, I think we ended up with 30 fish, but we had a lot of bites and a lot, a lot of opportunity. So I wouldn't say it's running down. The only thing that we're running out of is people. It's the time of year where people are going on vacation, getting ready for Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that. But the fish are still here, they're still wanting to bite. It'd be, even the storms haven't slowed it down.
1: You know, uh, what... What is changing out there with regards to the way you're fishing for these fish? Because, Chuck, it seems like one weekend, it's a night bite. Next weekend, it's a day bite. And then they're hitting, uh, you know, fly lining uh, uh, sardines. And then all of a sudden, the jigs come back. And the next, it's just going in and out. What, what's currently happening out there? How should fishermen that want to go out and fish with you prepare to be uh, fishing come this next weekend into the Thanksgiving weekend.
10: Well, you know, the moons played a big part on what's happened and what's going on, but it has been very, very consistent. I mean, you meter and you get fish, and you'll get fish anywhere from 60 to 350 feet. But the majority of the fish that we've caught lately have been on the sinker rigs. And uh, the last weekend, every fish we caught was on a sinker rig. And then the next day, Stephen caught uh, his 62 fish. Every fish was on a fly line. So a guy's got to make sure that he brings his tackle that he has and doesn't leave it in his closet. The guy needs to bring a 30 or 40 pound test stick, needs to bring a uh, 60 or 80 pound test stick to fish. Uh, on a sinker rig, and then you also need your heavy uh, rail rod to fish the flat bar of their knife jig. So you definitely have to take three different outfits because you don't know from one day to the next day what's going to happen. And the water's all the way down to 63 and a half 64 degrees, so the water temperature really has not made that big a difference on these fish where they are and where they're biting. Majority of the fish are being caught outside of Cremmy, but there's fish uh, five miles from the Coronado Islands. There's fish down on the Hidden Bank, and there's fish down on the inside too. So I do not see this fish going anywhere. I see where it's going to be. You're going to hope that you have enough boats out to keep on top of the fish for the movement and stuff, because the stuff's going to move in and out with the uh, bait situation and the feed layer, so I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we could we could actually buy fish uh, all winter long if we could have enough people to keep boats running. You know, that's a big
1: question we have, Chuck. Uh, the fish obviously have been following the food, and some of the reports that we've been getting is that you haven't been seeing as much biomass or, you know, food source for these fish. And that's maybe why now uh, they're a little more willing to to hit fly lining or uh, dropper rigs.
10: Well, it's different areas. I mean, some areas there's more bait now than there's been all, all summer. And other areas, there doesn't seem to be the biomass that you're talking about. But these bluefin are definitely, uh, I can't say easy to figure out, but I think we are figuring them out better and better every day that we fish and every year that we fish because the numbers have gone up considerably to what we normally catch. you got to understand, um, Stephen started running March 15th. And the boat's only laid in five or six days since March 15th, and that's due to weather.
3: Well, wow. I, you know, I was going to say that the it's been a, a learning curve over the past, I would say, five years, really, because every trip there's been, you know, how do we get them, where do we get them, how do we catch them, and, and there's been so many new techniques that have come to the forefront that... Uh, we've had to learn because it's been a learning curve for all of us that fish uh, on a regular basis and the guys that run your boat I mean you guys get to go out there and kind of pick away at it but but learning how to get on them the right way I mean the secrets of all of this stuff has been you know long-range fishing and everybody else as you know Chuck you got to where the current is, how to line up on the stuff, how to get the drift of the boat the right way, how to get it bait down to the fish and get the fish to react. All that comes into play, but it's been a long learning curve that is continuous even now. I mean, the trips that I've run, the two trips this year, every trip that I go on, I learn something new about how to approach and how to catch this fish. And you guys are right in the middle of it with your with your running the boat and your deckhands being involved with it and watching the changes that happen and having to direct the, the guys, the people that are on your boats, to here's what we knew from the last trip to catch them. You know, if you do this, you got a better shot at it. And and then the only thing that really changes that is weather and in the, in the current.
10: Yeah, basically, uh, you know, and like I said, we are finding that you know when we get on a spot of these fish you may meter fish from 60 feet and you'll meter fish down to 350 feet it's just different types of days and stuff which the fish will bite different I mean we had uh, the 30 fish last weekend and we only had one bite period on the fly line every single fish was thinker, so You know, it's, and we kept seeing the fish down deep, and I kept telling everybody, you got to get down that 250, 300 feet, that's where the majority of the fish are, the scattered fish on top, and we caught all our fish, like I said, down our fish rigs. The following day, the stuff was up a little bit, and it was on the surface. That's why you have to take all your gear, Stan. I mean, you can't. (laughs) just rely on one way to fish the fish right now because I don't know if it's our currents that are making it bite different on different days because you'll meter the fish in the same couple of depths on your meter, but some days they'll bite the fly line a lot better, you know, and the weather can be identically the same. I just got to believe you have different currents and different depths of the water that's controlling this and what our fish are getting Caught on because the temperature, like I said, the surface temperature really hasn't been a barrier because we've caught fish this year from 71 degrees down now to the 63 degree water. And the only consistency is the water temperature down between 250 and 300 feet. I'm sure the water's more consistent down there because there's not as much influence on the sun and with the weather as much. You
3: know, trying, trying to get
2: in that... Go ahead, Wendy. Um, have you noticed when you guys position bait that um, you're not getting bit as well, nose hooking, and getting bit better, collar, belly, or shoulder hooking? And it seems to me, I went out um, last week, it seemed for the big bluefin, and it seemed to me the bigger baits were getting bit better.
10: Well, I wouldn't say the bigger baits getting bit better. <laughs> I would say it's all a matter of how things are presented to the fish. Um, I think I have found... I've always been a person, an advocate of nose hooking a bait because it, if it bait happens to die and stuff and your sinker's there, it makes your bait twitch and move better, okay? I have found that uh, collar hooking baits lately on the sinker rigs with a longer leader is being bit better than a nose hook bait now is it the way that different people are presenting it? I don't know but um, Rob and Lori last weekend Rob had 18 bites on collar hook baits and Lori had 8 different bites Okay, and then we had people starting to do what they were doing, and they started getting bit. We did hook a few fish on the nose hook baits, but it seemed like the collar hook baits got bit much, much better than um, the nose hook baits. Yeah,
2: so. that's what I was finding.
10: Chuck, for,
1: for fly lining, what do you suggest, what type of an outfit and what pound test should people be using and then, can they use the same type of, uh, uh, you know, pound test and rod for doing the uh, sinker rigs? What What's your suggestion?
10: I would say no, because on your sinker rigs, I wouldn't fish ever less than fifty. I'd fish if it was me, I'd fish sixty or eighty. Okay, I mean, the fish when they get down deep, they're going to bite the heavier line better. Now fly line and bait, I would suggest not using less than 40 pounds. We have a few guys that love to fish 30, and they're, they're going to get bit, but I'll tell you what, your, your percentages are going down of landing the fish considerably because of the teeth they have and the size fish we're catching and stuff. Personally, I wouldn't fish less than 40 pounds, but I would fish 40 or 50 pounds on the fly line, 60 or 80 on a sinker rig. And then on my other rods, fishing knife jigs and stuff, I, I tell everybody to fish 130 pounds. I mean, it amazes me, to, and I give my seminar every day in the galley, tell these people, you're fishing a flat ball and a knife jig with 135 pounds to 200 pound test leader. Why the hell would you guys tie it on a rod with 30 and 40 pound test? I said,
13: you
10: <laughs> You want to put it on the heaviest rod you got. And I'll tell you, honestly, people every single trip don't believe it and they tie it on the lighter line and they wonder why they lose their fish. You know? But it's just a matter of like Stan was saying earlier, the guys really nowadays need to listen to the crew and the seminars way more now than they ever had because we're there every day and we see what's working and we know what's working the best. I mean but I'll tell you what there's a lot of hard-headed fishermen that I've been doing it this way for 25 years and I'm not changing. Well, Chuck, let's talk Absolutely. a little bit
1: about <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the schedules uh, now you know we had uh, Steve on. Uh, a few weeks ago and they were kind of modifying the schedules to a one and three quarter day trip. So you get more uh, night fishing in and it seems like the night fishing has just kind of laid off and it's more like uh, during the daytime again, uh, what type of trips are uh, you offering on the legend and Excalibur to, to go out and, you know, wind up uh, the 2022 season?
10: Well, uh, right now, we're running day and three-quarter trips, which Landing doesn't want them called that anymore. They want them called two-day trips. <laughs> so they're, they're not going to be called day and three-quarter trips anymore. They're going to be called a two-day trip because basically you are fishing two days, and they want to keep it separated that way. So that's that going to be the new term. But that right now is the best shot to getting a full night bite trouble with a a day-and-a-half trip right now, you'll get there. If you leave at 7 o'clock right now, you're going to get there in time to get an hour or two hours of a night bite, fish all day, and then you're going to have to only get two-and-a-half, three hours the next night to come in so you're in on time for people to get to work or people to get a flight and stuff like that. So... The two-day trip or the day-and-three-quarter trip guarantees you a full night of running around looking all night long. So, and it's, I'm sure yeah. in the next week or so, it's going to be a lot more night fishing with the moon phase and stuff. Technically,
2: yeah. Chuck, if it's a day-and-three-quarter, does that mean they can get two-day
10: limits? Yes, you can. Because you're so fishing the first day, and we're... We're taking, uh, we're getting fishing game uh, declarations so that we can have two days worth of limits because if the boat does not have a declaration, you are not allowed to have two days worth of limits. You're only allowed to have two fish in your possession. So, uh, my wife's made good and sure that Stephen and me have our declaration on all our trips. She does all the filing and does all that for us, so On our multiple day trips, we have all that, so you're legal.
1: You know, you happen to mention that uh, Boat Like the Legend, uh, since uh, the beginning of May, it's only been down for, or not been out for about five days. That uh, is a tribute to the amount of care you take when these boats finally do come on in and you've got to go through them and the maintenance of them and retrofitting them and and even the time uh, on, you know, during the season, if something breaks, you guys get there, you you get it working again, you get everyone back out. But sooner or later, you got to bring the boat in for uh, schedule maintenance. What's, what's your schedule looking like right now, uh, Captain
10: Chuck? Well, uh, we are, like you said, we try to maintain everything as much as we possibly can. I mean, you have a wild water pump go out or something. We try to keep enough spare parts around that, you know, that fix something to keep the boat running. But we will start maintenance here uh, in the next couple of weeks and be ready to go. I mean, there's no telling how soon again this season's going to start. I mean, it may never end, like I said. But what we're going to try to do is do the maintenance on one boat and keep one boat uh, ready to run it if the fish keep biting, and then we'll, be able to work on the other boat, and vice versa. So, But we're adding and doing new stuff every uh, day the boat's in for half a day. We uh, do something that needs to be done, change fuel filters, change oil, you know, all that stuff. So there's a lot of maintenance, like you said, to being able to keep a boat up and keep it running. I'm very, very fortunate with the guys I have working for me and my son and Pat (laughs) They do an absolute phenomenal job in maintaining equipment and helping me.
1: Well, you had mentioned, too, that you know we're getting to the time of the year where we're running out of fishermen. Tell us about the schedules now that you'll be offering on both the Legend and Excalibur here going into the uh, end of November.
10: Well, we're probably just going to be running weekends because there's, uh, we're sold out for this weekend. I think there's one more... Scheduled trip on the legend, but if the fish keep biting, I'm sure Steve's going to add a couple of trips here and there. Um, it's kind of we're kind of working in between the fronts coming and down the coast and the weather and with the holidays. So you know it's going to have to be kind of play it by ear because you can't say well the boat's going to be online every day right now because with the weather the way it is and the amount of people. I wish we could say that, but. It is going to be kind of nice to get a couple days off. Yeah, I
1: imagine. Captain Chuck, uh, you know, we're talking about bluefin. Uh, Is anyone going down south? Are there any more yellowfin down there? And what's happening with uh,
10: uh, Dorado and Yellowtail? Well, we were down there eight days ago, and we caught yellowfin, we caught Dorado, we caught yellowtail. And I don't know of anybody else that's been back down down there i know the Ensenada fleet still catching a few yellowfin and a few dorados so i'm sure there is a few fish left down there the water is cooling off down there and stuff it is not you know that dorado and stuff likes a lot warmer water and stuff and i'm sure that part of that fish is pushing down south again but um it's hard to say i mean I noticed the last trip, we had yellowtail starting to show up in kelp patties again. We had mm-hmm. just the most phenomenal year you could ask for for about five weeks on the quality yellowtail that we caught, and then we never saw a yellowtail for over three and a half months, and now all of a sudden, uh, the water's cooling off a little bit, and we're starting to get yellowtail on kelps and stuff again. So, you know, the stuff is cycling, and the bluefin... Um, you know, they have bluefin up in Monterey and stuff. That fish is all starting to move down with the cold water and stuff. They're coming back this way, too. So, you know, it's all everything is based on currents. Um, you know, that's the reason uh, we really haven't had any albacore in the last seven or eight years because the currents have not been pushing in down south as much as they have that were going, coming and then pushing up and going up to Northern California and up that way. So it's just hard to say what's going to happen. Everybody keeps thinking you're going to get a shot and the current's going to change, but right now I don't see things changing in the near future the way that things are acting and the way that fishing's been. I'm looking forward to another phenomenal bluefin year again and Dorado and Yellowtail season.
1: Well, wow. so if if a big enough group wants uh, gets on the boat and they say, Chuck, uh, you know, let's take a pass on these bluefin. Let's go down and see if we can get some yellowtail and some yellowfin. Uh, can uh, uh, the boats that are with uh, Sea Adventure 80 Sports Fishing accommodate their uh, requests?
10: Oh, we'll do whatever the group wants to do. I mean, a guy is a boat, he's basically... Gets to tell you kind of where he would like to fish or what they'd like to try to fish. Okay, all that all that we can do is suggest and do whatever. I mean, we've got groups now that are wanting to go rock cod fishing. They, they've had enough tuna. They've had enough dorado uh, and stuff. I mean, it, it's, it's a meat bag. Who would egg. ever think of it, right? But you know, it's has a uh,
1: year. Has has and, Dina opened? Open up the books for 2023, and uh, can we book for 2023 yet?
10: John, we're over halfway sold out charter-wise on both boats already. I mean, my wife is yelling at me to get the prices all done <laughs> tomorrow and stuff on some of the other boats. The people that are all chartered last year, 99% of them are already booked the same dates for next year and stuff. I mean, people are anxious to keep going fishing right now it's amazing well, how much interest there is if we uh if
1: we want to look into uh going out still in 2022 on either the legend or jig strike or even uh, uh pat he's uh, running lobster trips uh on the jig strike or if uh, you get enough people uh can you charter out the jig strike to go out on a day and a half or whatever
10: yeah, any of the boats are able to be chartered out if there's, if there's enough interest right now. I mean, we'd love to go fishing. I mean, fishing is something we live for. So, you know, it just depends on groups right now that want to do something. Pat's having a wonderful lobster season. The lobster is starting to crawl a lot better now, and that's going really good for it. And that boat is set up now for ultra-limited loads for 12 people. Since we redid the whole boat, so it's really set up in a nice situation for that now. Also, God, that's so Let's sweet.
2: Yeah, I, mean,
1: I tell you, <laughs> Captain Chuck. If we do want to get a hold of you, book a trip, find out what you're uh, uh, up to, and uh, get out there, and still take advantage of this phenomenal bite we're seeing in 2022, has the best way to go about doing it.
10: Well, you can do it a couple of different ways. You can go to H&M Landings' website and click on the legend, Excalibur or Jig strike, and that will let you know what's going on. Or you can call the office number and talk to my wife or myself. Uh, the number is area code 760-753-8394. But the website is the easiest way to do it at H&M Landings to pull up the schedules and what's going on. All right. Captain Chuck Taff from uh, Sea Adventure
1: 80 Sports Fishing, thanks for that great report. Congratulations on just a fantastic season. We look forward to still maybe seeing you one or two times uh, before the end of this year to go on, on out, and we appreciate you taking some of your Sunday
10: to be with us. Well, John, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for all our followers and our fishermen, we wouldn't have anything at all. You guys have been a great help to us, and we really thank our customers that have been with us all year because they have made this one of the funnest years we've ever had in sport fishing. So to you and all our customers, thank you very, very much. Well, you know, Chuck, we
1: like to be associated with the best, and that's why we like going out with Sea Adventure 80 Sports Fishing on on the Legend, uh, the Jig Strike, and Excalibur. Thanks a lot for you know allowing us that opportunity all
10: right good luck good fishing to everybody all right
2: happy thanksgiving
10: chuck yeah happy thanksgiving Thanksgiving to you guys hopefully we see you here shortly all right
1: thank you chuck Taff from uh, sea adventure 80 sports fishing hey we're going to take a break right now but we're going to redial jerry mayhew uh we uh, originally had, was going to have him on earlier talking about his saltwater bass series and his new line of fishing lords and a few other things, but we got so caught up in the Cabo uh, Tuna jackpot, we didn't have a chance to talk about those things, but stay tuned. Jerry Mayhew is going to be with us for the rest of the show, but first, these messages.
11: Hi, this is Jim Trelikas. Whether you're an avid angler or custom rod builder like me, you need to team up with the leading innovator in rod building related products, Batson Enterprises. From rain shadow rod blanks, engineered by anglers for anglers, to quality rod components supplied by Alps and Forecast, Batson Enterprises will enhance the quality of your fishing and rod building experience. Batson Enterprises for many years has excelled in incorporating rod building technologies and techniques into every product sold. Owner Bill Batson has assembled one of the finest group of in-house professionals to assist you with your every rod building question or need. So take it from me, Jim Trelikas, when my customer's expectation is for me to build them the finest fishing rod their money can buy, I turn to Batson Enterprises for the best rod components my money can buy.
1: Hi, this is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We've put together a staff of experts that'll help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue, or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality hospitality of a long-time owned family business go to lensandcharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available call cobble greg or jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed
12: cabo fishing experience hey everybody this is a message for our listeners from a new baja magic lodge at cedros island cedros outdoor adventures wants to make your dream of fishing cedros island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419. Or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com.
1: Run Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes. Now with BajaBound.com's easy to use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. Wendy Toshahara, Stan Vandenberg and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, we asked uh, Jerry Mayhew to come on back, but before that, we also had to mention at the beginning of the show, we give Stan the opportunity to just thank some of the people that helped make his uh, trip possible. And Stan, why don't you do that quickly so we can get to Jerry?
3: Oh, well, thank you very much. You know, all these trips that we go on so often, you know, that a lot of the people never get to say thank you or we don't get to say thank you for uh, the the contingent that gives to us so they can make our, our trips special. But we had reels from OVED Reels. Thank you, Randy Penny from United Composite for the rod. We gave away for our, our challenge, for our... Uh, uh, Wahoo, I make the guys make their own Wahoo baits of their bomb, and then they got to catch their first Wahoo on the bomb. The guy that gets it uh, wins a thousand dollar combo, rod and reel combo. United Composites gives the rods, Avet gives the reel. We have um, uh, Spectra and Mono, we put on the, the rod, and that's a great <laughs> competition. Uh, Lead Masters and Cindy there, she provides all of the stuff to put the bombs together for our guys, and does a great job of support on that. Uh, Daryl at Ballyhood always supplies some bombs for um, and, and the cowbells for giveaways that made it so, you know, that cowbell, is the, the that's a secret weapon out there. We we stop the boat all the time with that thing. Not too kinky, titanium wire for building the bombs. Um, we had Tim Gold. Goldman from, I mean, he did a great job with Fisherman Solution Lube um, and uh, Soul Sun Guard, Fishing Fame t shirts for everybody and shorts for the guys that were the crew. In and Out Burger. <laughs> Gary did a great job. Gary is a, a personal friend and uh, he just retired from In and Out Burger. He was the head honcho there. We got uh, In and Out gift cards for everybody on the boat. Gary Kwan from Taddy Iron came along and gave Taddy Irons to all the people on the boat. We had uh, the Conklin boys, um, Pat and Mike Conklin, ride with me. They were the guys that had Mark and Paul as deckhands on their boat way back when. Uh, thanks for riding with me. They were great friends, tons of fun. Um, Danny Moon, well, he's for his Danny Bombs, new, guy, new bombs he's making, great stuff. One Cool Tuna for Iron and Labels, uh, MSM Pain Gels, one of our sponsors, Richard, in, in produces the stuff, there's no smell, there's no heat, it just takes the pain away from from uh, anything you're doing for up to 20 hours, which is great, Swinney Belts, Zip Fizz Energy Drink, even the crew was all over that, uh, Extreme Lube, Tim, thank you very much for that, that Proved to be a, a thing that all the guys are gonna reorder. Sportsman Seafood. Joe, thank you, thank you, thank you. We gave two gift certificates for free fish cleaning or uh, fish processing from Sportsman Seafood, which I mean at this point in time you're looking at five to seven hundred dollars worth of <laughs> of seafood processing. And thank you, Joe, from Sportsman Seafood. They're the best deal and the best price for your processing for your fish. Check it out. Go to them. Promar, sabiki rods, and uh, sabikis. And, Wendy, you're going to need these because you're going to be catching the mackerel down there. We had loaded full rigs of the mackerel and the, the things get a hold of, of Promar for that. And a product called Sparms that are just sleeves you can take on and slide over your uh, your arms if you, you when you're in that heat down there and um, sun protection and cooling yourself off you can you can wear a t-shirt put these things on and off they're just sleeves sun sleeves that'll protect your arms from getting sunburned and all the guys a lot of the guys that have problems with light skin we're going this is the greatest thing we got going but thank you to the guys on the on the uh, Indy, Matt Cullen, Brian Pfeiffer, the, the chefs, Charles and Rolo, the deckhands, Forrest, Shane, Romolino, and Luis. We had a great trip, and Wendy, I will tune you in, up on what to do and where wh- when you get down there, and we will go through that later.
1: All right, okay. let's get to our waiting guests, guys. Uh, you know... This individual, as we found out, he is the uh, director of the Cabo Tuna Jackpot for uh, Western Outdoor News. He's also tournament director for the uh, Saltwater Bass Series that's coming on up in 2023. He is also the innovator of the uh, Clear Choice Lures. We want to find out about that? Uh, he's also a professional guide. And if you call him up, if he's got time, he'll probably come out and play the accordion for your bar mitzvah. It's uh, Jerry Mayhew. Jerry, welcome back to the show, sir.
13: Boy, uh, hey, guys, glad to be back again. I got to learn my Spanish a little more before I can jump on the accordion because I I just don't have enough time for everything. But that's that's pretty funny. I like it. Well, Jerry, one, is, one of the things I wanted to talk about, first
1: of all, I owe you a personal thank you, because, uh, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, I ran a uh, Wounded Warriors event out of San Diego Bay, and I had asked you to make the announcement to, uh, you know, the fishermen Fishing in your event, and sure enough, they showed up and helped make it a successful event. Thank you very much for doing that for us and helping out the Wounded Warriors and supplying us with some boaters that was uh, greatly appreciated
13: awesome awesome yeah most of the teams uh especially the san diego guys that fish the series think they're always looking for a great excuse to get on the water and that was a good one so
1: yeah well you know you've got 2023 coming on up uh saltwater bass series has been probably one of the most successful saltwater fishing series for fishing our, our our bays and our on our offshore here, and you're the guy behind it. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's in store for us for 2023.
13: Well, I'll tell you what, you know, every year I like to offer uh, um, a couple different venues. I like to mix it up. I, I, uh, I think this year we have Oceanside, believe it or not, on the schedule. We brought back, I brought back a Long Beach night event this year. Um, of course, we have the Staples, you know, San Diego Bay, uh, Newport Harbor, I think we have a Mission Bay-based event, uh, where, which is Calico's only. I try to rotate, you know, the championships between San Diego and Long Beach uh, every other year like that. Um, so I just kind of try to like to mix it up and, and um, you know, make the guys have to really test their skills. I, I like to see, you know, the best teams at the top uh, and the new teams learn that much more every year. So it's it's good to mix it up. So i'm looking forward to 2023 that's for sure
1: well you know and uh, we had talked a little bit before the show you uh, uh are running to one run uh, one of your first series uh, out of uh, san diego bay here at the outboard boating club and i think we can make that happen for you it might be a little bit premature but we look forward to you coming on back and last year again you're fishermen Helped us out. We were just coming out of COVID, and you had a little fundraiser for us. And you guys uh, came along, and not only did you uh, 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 provide us an opportunity financially to kind of spiff up the boat club again, but we had some funds left over that we could uh, run the uh, Wooled Warrior event with that too, Jerry. So again, thank you again from uh, all the members of the Outboard Boating Club for uh, you know for letting us host your event.
13: Yeah, well, I'll tell you. It's as far as the venue location and and the home base. There, uh, the Upward Boating Club is it's so ideal uh, to run a tournament with the ramp right there and you know uh, the clubhouse there, the kitchen to heat up. You know, whether we're doing uh, tri-tip or, or pulled pork or whatever it is, uh, the, all the tables, the barbecues, the tables, you know, the the, the fold-out tables. Um, it's it's just a perfect spot and and. Gosh, we're we're going to help out every year, and, and I'll plan on doing something again to help out the Outboard Boating Club again this year. So, oh, always look forward be... to having an event there. Like I said, it is it's it's pristine as far as running an event. I love it.
1: That'll be great. So, now,
13: hey, now you know I
1: happen to mention too that uh, you are running uh, uh, an outfit called uh, Clear Choice Lures. You want to tell us what that's all about? That's that's kind of a new wrinkle. Y-
13: well, y- you know, actually, it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start from the beginning, you know, four or five years ago, uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, Chris Martin, and my buddy, Matt Newman. I know Stan knows Matt fairly well. He fishes against them up at Lake Acetus and stuff. Yeah. Um, we kind of, you know, my buddies got onto this clear popper from Japan and it was a tackle house feed popper. It was a clear popper. Um, it came out and our buddy, Chris was kind of the first guy to get on it. And he's like, he would get in our boat and he would just kick our boat with that thing. We're like, Hey dude, give me one of those. And, um, we kept it hush hush for two, three years, you know, and then those things when the cat cat kind of got out of the bag, people were buying, buying them wherever they could. And they were spending as much as 80, $88 on eBay and stuff to buy one of these things. And I go, you know what? That's it. I'm just going to have my own produced. I'm going to make it better. um, and I'm going to offer it, you know, for all the retailers in Southern California. And it's been a big hit. It, it literally, as far as topwater stuff, uh, even the Dorado this year, um, I hooked up quite a few guys. Uh, Western Bryant, Brian Tim, who's a big social media guy. And Jeremy Rate, who runs for Captain Clowers uh, down there. And all my buddies, even some of the, you know, overnight guys and what have you, uh, they fish them and they're like, wow, this thing is just—it it catches five or eight or ten to one over anything else, uh, even even with live bait. I know a lot of guys were using them this year, pulling up on patties just to see if there was dorado around the patty or in the area. That thing—if they wouldn't jump on it, they would at least follow it all the way to the boat where you could pin a sardine on real quick, fire it right on top of them, and you know, hook fish. It was the thing's crazy, but anyway. So, Jerry, I'm do Jerry, third tell- size.
3: What's that? I was going to say, tell him this has been kind of a pretty tightly held secret. You know, Clower, Al Clowers, and I—he's a client and a friend too—and Jeremy and the guys that fish with him. And you know that Maddie and I are really great friends, Matt, Uh, and and along with you guys are clients. But how do you fish these things? Because people don't know about what they are. I mean, you could throw them out there and throw in the middle of the foamer and let let it sit. And they'd come up and clobber this thing, and you'd be on.
13: And I'll be honest with you. um, Some of the guys, bite sport fishing, um, uh, those guys, they'll throw it in a foamer and just dead stick it. I've actually made that with little tiny eyes and little tiny silver bodies on the bottom. It's called the dead stick delight. A lot of guys will throw it in a foamer and just let it sit there. Um, Depending on the movement of these fish, how they're pushing the bait ball and what have you, I try to get on the leading edge. Um, it, you know, it's a pop and a pause, pop and a pause, but just like freshwater fishing, sometimes the cadence needs to be changed. Um, when the water's calm, uh, and they're just puddling and not foaming, I'll fish that thing so slow and, you know, staying fishing freshwater, sometimes, a you know, a push and let it sit there for five or seven seconds and a push, push and let it sit there for 10 seconds and just sitting there, boom, it's you got to change the cadence on it. Uh, usually, the rougher it is out or the more chop there is on the water or bump, I'll fish it a little more erratic with a louder pop. The calmer it is, whether they're breezing or just puddling and not really foaming, I'll fish it a little bit slower, um, though, you know, that clear luber, that clear choice popper, it's... They, it still pushes water, it still creates commotion, and when they come to look at it, they can't get a profile on it. It takes a lot of doubt out of their mind as far as what it really is. They see the shiny hooks, and even if the thing's just sitting there, it it's like bass fishing almost on a bed. It mentally makes them just go, I can't help myself, kaboom, and uh, they'll explode on it just sitting there too. Um, it's kind of crazy, think- but my, my my advice to people is, change your cadence. Some days they like it fast. Some days they like it, you know, push, push and a longer pause in between. Um, so it depends on the conditions in the fish's mood. So you do got to change it up. Um, I know the Dorado this year, they liked it kind of fast, you know, push, 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 all the way to the boat. And it's almost like something was chasing and attacking something the entire time back, you know, the entire retrieve. And that's how we caught most of our dorado this year on it on the smaller 130 and the 150 size, and uh, that 150 is the most popular size. It's the most universal size. It's caught, you know, bluefin this year up, you know, up to 220 pounds. I've had some of the guys who buy them and send pictures to me. Uh, you know, hey, this thing survived a 200, and, you know, 12 pounder, and no
2: bent hooks. What? Yeah. Well, what can people retail for?
13: I'm sorry. One more time, Wendy.
2: What stores can they find? Can people find them in, and what do they retail for?
13: So they retail. So my MSRP was thirty nine ninety nine, but because of the demand, most of the retailers have marked them up from forty four ninety nine to forty nine ninety nine. They can be. I think we're sitting in over twenty retailers. Uh, ben Seacrest. Is is you know the guy you know behind Clear Choice, getting him in all the retailers. Uh, they're in Turners, they're in Heist Tackle, Eric's Tackle up in Ventura. They're at H and M, they're at Fisherman's Landing, they're at Dana Landing, they're at uh, East County Bait and Tackle. They're basically in every single shop: Pacifico's Bait and Tackle, Ken's Custom, you name it. Um, Hogan's Tackle and Dana Point, everywhere from San Francisco all the way to basically. South San Diego. Um, yeah,
1: Jerry, we uh,
13: we we just run out of
1: time. Uh, you got a website though, if people want to see this lure and find out more about it. What is that?
13: It's clearchoicelures.com. They're very simple.
1: All right. Hey, Jerry, we have just flat run out of time again. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on back. Talk us a little, talk a little bit about the uh, the SB S. Uh, Clear Choice uh, uh, Tackle, and also, uh, you know, your stories uh, with the Cabo Tuna Jackpot. Uh, I look forward to having you on again because there's a lot more we need to talk about. We're just out of time right now.
13: We could go on for hours, John.
1: (laughs) Jerry, thanks a lot. I know we'll be talking again uh, before the end of the year. Appreciate you being with us.
13: Awesome. Always great to talk to all of you, Stan, Wendy, John. We'll see you guys. Thank you.
1: All right.
2: Happy Thanksgiving, Jerry. Wendy, you, Thank you you have
1: a you have a good trip, Stan. I know you're going to be gone. You have a new trip, and next Sunday night we'll be live here on Rod Real Radio. Scheduled is Bill DePriest uh, from uh, uh, Pacific Coast Sports Fishing. We're going to talk about the magazine, the upcoming show. We'll have a few other surprises for you. So until then, on behalf of Stan and Wendy, always and maybe a big tune to Bill, Eddie McCune, Mr. Paul Leader. And we want to thank Israel and the AM540 studios, Ben Harvey, our local producer. Thank you, everyone, for listening to tonight. Thank you, our sponsors, for keeping us on the air. Until then, good night, everyone. We'll see you next Sunday night here on AM540 at 5.30 p.m. or 5.05